Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Folks Talking Sports. The Houston Round Ball Pre Review presents Folks Talking Sports. But all three of us are happy and to say this show was sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas-based company owned by a UH alum. If you're facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972-532-SELL. One more time, 972 532-S-E-L-L, or visit their website at 5starprops.com. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com. I'm glad to get that in there. Thank you very much to Andy Yanez for getting that, making that happen. And I think we have somebody else to think about that. I'll be the sponsor uh, for him. Dan, Dan, Dan uh, he was made a that happen. partner. Yes, sir. Dan Dunlap made that happen and will. Five star properties will be sponsoring folks talking sports throughout college basketball season. So great deal there. And what do you guys want to do? Y'all want to talk about college basketball about to start the debacle that happened in Dallas yesterday with UH football or the Houston Astros winning the World Series? Let's start with positive, Chris. Let's start with positive. Let's start with positive. Let's start with positives. Right Obviously, um, when it comes to the city of Houston and a big reason why I feel like there wasn't as much rage when it came to what happened in Dallas um, in regards to Houston and SMU. But that's because uh, another professional team in downtown clinched their second championship in franchise history on Saturday night against the Philadelphia Phillies, beating them 4-1 to in game six. Um, of the World Series and beating them four to two outright in the series. Um, I mean, that game really was a, it was kind of a, a microcosm of how the entire postseason went for the Astros in particular. Um, we saw how the Phillies got on the board in the sixth, sixth inning, but first of all, you got to give credit to the pitchers, um, being able to give a shout out through the sixth and then the Phillies get on the board first. And then the story of game six, Jordan Alvarez with a flip of the bat. Makes it three to one. It explodes Minute Maid Park. I think that's really when fans started. Uh, no, they, they probably had that 2019 World Series in the back of their minds whenever the Phillies went up one nothing, but that's really when they started uh, believing again that they, it was going to be a closed deal. And then the final out, Kyle Tucker, uh, catches the fly out that it, it looked like it could even potentially hit the net. And I mean, celebrations all around for the Astros and, and the party commenced, which allowed a lot of other fans to forget about anything other than, than the positive that had happened. And I, I just spoke with, uh, literally about an hour ago, Kelvin Sampson about it. I don't want to take up too much time, but I just posted his comments about the Astros winning the World Series on my Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. So go there after our show to listen to his comments. He was very happy for Dusty Baker and Jose Altuve. And guys, I'm being proactive or, or preemptive or whatever you want to call it. I turned off the comments because I just know some folks are going to scream in about, oh, they cheated. They did this or cheater Samson. He cheated Indiana. He cheated and all blah. I turned that crap off. I guess I <laughs> in the words of Barney Fife, I nipped it in the bud. So there we go right there. Tony M, thank you very much for chiming in. Tony, are you still 
celebrating Astros win the World Series with a with a cup in your hand. That's why I didn't do a rocket show last night. That and Andy doing less Ray Coogs with Dayon and, <laughs> and Ryan. But Ryan. we can talk about the Rockets too. Another point. But Will, do you have any any thoughts to share about the World Series? Are you a baseball fan? I am. I am. Uh, congratulations to Dusty Baker. I mean, seventy three years old, a baseball lifer. I mean, he came up in the Braves organization under the wing of, of Henry Aaron. And so to see him after his illustrious career, I mean, what, 2,000 wins as a manager? Yep. 100 wins and uh, as a manager in both leagues. And to to see him get to the mountaintop, if you will, was, uh, was, was tremendous to see. So congratulations to him and, and then the entire organization, uh, Jim Crane and James Click and you know, that, that entire organization. Congratulations. And we can talk about uh, the differences in organizations of Astros and U.S. Athletics in a second. But Even the way Andy, a lot of the, with the other pro teams as well. Well, that, that, that too. Andy, how old are you again? 22 years old. How, how long has Dusty Baker been a manager? You guys know? I'm, I'm asking because I don't know. Uh, I don't. I do not know. Let's see. But I'm I'm old enough to remember Dusty playing baseball. Me too. <laughs> yes. So so I remember him playing in the big leagues long, long time ago, back when I was a, a real baseball fan. When I was eight, nine years old, I remember writing one of those elementary assignments, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of things? And I wrote, I want to play for the Houston Astros and win the World Series. Oh, wow. I was probably like seven, eight years, eight years old when I wrote that. Yeah, I remember that. I had the little Astro toy bat and everything. And I, had, oh, and then around 11 years old, I became a basketball fan. <laughs> Been a basketball fan ever since. So, but yes, the, where I live is not far from Minute Maid Park. The Greater Fifth Ward, as my auntie makes you rest in peace, called it sometimes the bloody nickel, uh, the Greater Fifth. But TV wise, the broadcast is behind, you know, was behind the live action. So I'm close enough that I could hear the fireworks and the crowd, all that kind of stuff. So I heard their Minute Maid Park erupt when Jordan Alvarez hit that home run. Okay, I just wow. feel like a boom. And then I was like, oh, he hit a home run. And then like <laughs> five seconds later on TV, I saw it go deep 450 to center field. So that was cool. And then how the Astros won it. So the time delay is a little strange, whatever. But yeah, congrats to the Astros. Andy, where'd you get that ring from, man? Class ring? This, <laughs> yeah, this ring, it's actually, um, it's one of the giveaways that they give, but I've held on to it. This was of last year's um, American League Championship Series pennant that they won. Um, so. I haven't been able to get, I wasn't able to get the World Series one when they won it five years ago. So I'm going to try to get that, um, this upcoming season whenever they have a giveaways. But I mean, these are, these are really, really cool that they, um, this one, every fan that was in attendance at that game got one of these rings, which is pretty awesome. You know, there's, there's a lot of times they do the giveaways where you have to be like the first 2000 or so in line. So everyone at the stadium got it at the time. But yes, at least one of the Houston teams is winning. Another Houston team will, will begin winning Monday evening, November 7th, the Houston Cougars men's basketball team. And I'm going to say it. Will, let AD know I've said this. I'm going to say it. 
the UH women's basketball team is, is going to start winning too tomorrow, five o'clock Central Time on the road at Louisiana. We'll see. But I spoke to Coach Huey and Layla Blair about uh, their comments and previewing their matchup against Louisiana. And of course, you can go to the, the YouTube channel or Instagram, Andy, uh, Houston Rombard View on both to check out their comments from Coach Huey and Miss Layla Blair. But <clears throat> I guess we can do it now. Or we want to bask in the world a little bit longer about that. Andy, what time do you, do you turn to your story, man? Uh, that's a good question. I turned it in before I hopped on from the three coups. Um, and the, since I, I don't know why I had a feeling that they were going to win and I, I'm glad they won because I set myself up where I didn't really have a good backup plan. Had they lost, um, I would have been scrambling in terms of stories because I was covering Houston SMU at the same time. I had to send in that for gallery sports. And then I was also going to do a game six story for uh, the world series for sports map Houston. And, once Jordan Alvarez hit the home run, I was pretty confident that they were going to win. So it allowed me to pretty much um, finish the, the portion that needed to include the game six, um, essentially happening to happen in game six. Finished crap that focus back on Houston SMU where another I made this joke yesterday on the three coups where both of those teams were playing in Atlas because there was no D being played yeah. um, in that game yesterday. Um, and and really by that point it was clear that the Houston's defense wasn't wasn't going to be able to stop SMU at all. So um, it it was one of those things where I was just honestly waiting for the final score. But I sent the Houston SMU game ended first, so I sent that story in, waited for the World Series MVP to be announced in Pena, and I sent that into Sports Map. Then I hopped on, did Let's Rage Cougs, and then after that um, I was able to unwind and chill a little bit. Um, as I saw everyone that was celebrating out um, the World Series victory. And Andy, you take this one, man. For sure. It's been it's been a while, but if you're facing foreclosure and want to sell fast, visit www.5starprops.com. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S.com. They're a dinosaur-based company owned by a UH alum. And big shout-outs to Jay, who... He'll tune into the comments every every now and then, but he was the first sponsor that really gave um gave us the the platform with Let's Rage Cougs. He jumped um head first when it came to sponsoring Let's Rage Cougs, and now he is helping us out here on Folks Talking Sports. So forever going to be grateful to Jay and for um sponsoring the show. And well, and soon we're going to share you the read so we can share the love and spread it all around. So. I'll see that for next show. Uh, but yeah, big thanks to Jay and supporting Folks Talking Sports and Les Raid Cougs. Oh, man. Andy's lead, led it to, let me get the comment up. First one, let's see here. Why citizens? We need Nathaniel Dell in a Houston, Texas uniform. Yeah. And then, he, would, he, would be, he would give something that they do not have right now. And Darius Walker in a Rockets uniform. But let's go ahead and do it. Let's let's talk about man oh man. Will, how often have you seen a team score sixty three points and lose by fourteen points? Have you ever seen that before in your life? That may be a first. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen that one until last night. And and 
I kept up with the stats. I was watching Rockets embarrass themselves last night too, boy. Uh, was I so caught good. I caught that uh the video you sent me of Chris Finch. Yeah, talking oh, about the well, I don't know if you had a chance to, to see the Chris Finch comment. The I, did. I did. Oh my goodness, Rockets! And the weird thing is, the Rockets had one less turnover than Minnesota, but Minnesota scored thirty-four points over the Rockets, twenty-three turnovers. And that, but we're talking. We'll talk about that in a second later on. I had a question. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm all over the map. I just hear you guys sniffling. And I, 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 I'm going to do it now because I can only do this today. What's the weather right now, man? It's hot. It's humid. It's in the 80s. Uh, yeah. Probably in the 70s now. Oh, okay. But yeah. It had been cold a week before. So well, what's know. cold? What's cold? Well, we, come on, it was know. in the 50s. It was oh, in the 60s. It was raining. That is that is freezing for us because whenever we did have a real freezing, we had it was basically the apocalypse in Houston. All right. Yeah. I, I, I asked that because in Columbus, Ohio, yesterday, Saturday, November 5th, it was 78 degrees. Today, Sunday, November 6th, it was 76. I say that because I had just like I heard you guys both kind of clear your throat and stuff. And I was like, man, is it cold down there? Oh, well, it was cold. 78 yeah. yesterday, 76 mm-hmm. today. And uh, next Sunday, 25 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you just come visit us, man, because I'm not coming visit you until All Sunday. right, we'll do it. So, yeah, okay. sometime, yeah. No. But. The Houston Cougars football team scored 63 points Saturday night in Dallas and lost 77 to 63. Uh, Andy, go ahead, because I really don't. I, I'm at a lost word because, you know, I got to take another angle to it and ask what, to, what the, should, should they do now. But what was your reaction when you, when you saw it, you kept up with it? Because I couldn't see it because. I don't have the NFL network, so I kept up on the stat tracker and stuff and just shaking my head the whole time. But 77 points. How many passing touchdowns passing you? Was it nine? <laughs> Tanner Mordecai had nine, which was a, a new program record for SMU, um, as you'd believe. The 77 points had also a new program record for SMU. The previous high, I believe it had been 72 points. Um, so they, they just blew that out of the water. And to answer your question, Chris, you know, honestly, there wasn't, I, I didn't know how to process this because you're, you're watching it happen. And at, at first, I can't actually, let me, let me pull up the, the, so it was 21 14 after the fourth, first quarter, which I mean, it's a high scoring game, but it's nothing. You imagine that eventually the defenses will settle in and, and maybe it'll slow down. Um, I believe that first drive in the second quarter was a touchdown for Houston. So they were tied 21-21. SMU marched down the field. I think the defense might have gotten – they got to stop somewhere in there. And what I mean by stop, they forced the fourth down. It was a fourth and short. SMU caused the fake punt. They convert and they just go march down the field and end up scoring a touchdown anyways. And really, the when it became evident that Houston's defense wasn't going to stop anyone was honestly after that that fake punt. It was a perfect call by the Mustangs. Houston never saw it coming. They weren't prepared for it at all. Um, and then it, it, it was going to be a shootout. Now, the difference in the game, which is absurd to hear, you, like you mentioned, that Houston put up 63 points. I mean, the, the final is a... 
the basketball season starts tomorrow. This final is a basketball score, 77 to 63. Um, but in the second quarter, the two back-to-back drives by Houston that, that ended in interceptions. The first one, uh, really was a bang-bang play. Clayton over two, or Clayton two and overthrew it by just a bit. It, it hit the outstretched hands of Keyshawn Carter. It hit him in the fingertips. The ball pops up. Uh, the SMU defensive back picks it off. SMU turns that turnover into a touchdown. Then on the following drive, once again, this time, this was much more acquainted to, and he kind of stares down Keyshawn Carter again. He was going to go hit with him with the ball. The defender made a break. He read it perfectly, picked it off, made a play. Again, SMU go, drives down the field and scores. And this is absurd. And Will, I don't know if, if you – and let me make sure I get this right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The first nine drives of the game for SMU all ended in touchdowns for the Mustangs, which – it is absurd, and again, it, it was a shootout at the beginning because the first seven drives of the game between both teams ended in touchdowns until the Clayton Tunes pick, but they there was no answer. There was no answer, and um, it really, it was the secondary for Houston that, that was lost. I mean, there was a lot of fans that were um, talking about, you know, well, I'm glad we didn't have to make the trip to Dallas because clearly the defense didn't make it either. It was one of the comments that I saw. Um, and it's frustrating um, for a team that it, we have seen, particularly when it comes to the defense. They've had breakdowns throughout the season. I mean, we can go back all the way to UTSA. We can go to Texas Tech. Um, and they they had had breakdowns, but never like this. Where this is just the entire game. They couldn't find an answer. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. And it it was just it's absurd. It was it was horrendous. <laughs> it was atrocious. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Any synonym synonym that you can think of, you'll you'll put it in there. Um, Dana Holberson after the game, which um, I'm not sure if I just didn't get the email if they just didn't send out the the post-game availability of Holgerson. I saw that they posted on their YouTube. I haven't had a chance to be able to listen to it. But he, he, I saw one of the quotes that Joseph Duarte tweeted out. I'm pretty sure he was the only Houston uh, media mm-hmm. outlet there up in Dallas. But they, from one of the tweets that he sent out, he said that Dana Holgerson called the performance uh, unacceptable, which, you know, duh, Captain, um, obviously in that point. But I just don't know where where – how do you bounce back from that? such a such a performance? And the the thing about it is now they're five and four. You guys are gonna love this because the best they can do now is eight and four. Oh. One more time, say it again. Record. Say that one more time. Oh. The best they can do from a regular season record is eight and four. They need one more win to qualify for a bowl game. Um, but this season, especially specifically with all the expectations coming into the year. Um, the players said it, the coaches said it, they were picked to be, they were the preseason favorites to win the American Athletic Conference. Um, I guess technically they're not mathematically eliminated, but they're pretty much eliminated from being able to compete in the American Athletic Championship game. In the final year, it's just just a flat out disappointment. And the the worst thing now, there's been rumors, Joseph Duarte of the Houston Chronicle uh, had a story go out this week where reportedly Houston in the first schedule in the Big 12, they're going to play, um, you know, obviously they're going to play the top teams in the, in the Big 12. But one of them, the big highlight is that they're going to play Texas. They're going to host Texas in Houston, uh, where the location of that game is, whether it's at TDCU or potentially somewhere else. We're not sure. But 
Hogerson himself said it this past Monday during his news conference where he said it was going to be an eye-opening experience when fans saw that schedule. Um, and it clearly shows that there's, there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, from top to bottom in regards to the football team. And when it comes to this season, there's just going to be a lot of apathy because even if they win out and win a bowl game, fans are going to be okay. Um, now what? That's, yeah. that's, that's nothing. You guys, they, they did worse than they did a season ago. And again, you just hate to see it from an alumni perspective, a team that had so much buzz coming into the season and they just haven't been able to live up to the expectation. Well, before you get a thought, I'm going to do the live read real quick from our, our sponsor. I didn't go have at it. <laughs> All right. If your house needs too many repairs and you want to sell as is, visit fivestarprops.com. That's F I V E S T A R P R O P S dot com. They're a Dallas based company owned by a UH alum. All right, Will, have at it. All right, a couple questions. So you said that Houston was the preseason favorite in the AAC, right? Yes. Correct. Who, who actually leads the AAC right now? Tulane does. The right. only undefeated team in the conference. Okay. And they lost at home to Tulane. Correct. Yes. Correct. Without okay. their starting quarterback, the, the, the third starting quarterback, quarterback. The third and the se- the second string quarterback got injured on the first drive of the game. Yes. Wow. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to go back to that comment about Doug Belk, the defensive coordinator, being disappointing this year. Yes. And I, I take umbrage with that, and I'm not attacking the the commenter. I'm not, but I I only say that because we don't know. I mean, yes, he's a defensive coordinator. But he could be making every call correctly. Are the players executing correctly? And I only say that because, and I'm, I'm taking it from the perspective of what I do with the Browns, covering the Cleveland Browns. You sit in the press box and you see, and that home smoke like, I can't believe the quarterback threw that ball. It's the quarterback's fault. He threw that interception. No, the receiver ran the wrong route. It was a timing right. route. The receiver was supposed to be there. The quarterback threw where the receiver was supposed to be, and they weren't there. And through the pit interception, so and I don't know. I'm just I'm just bringing a, a different perspective. Is it that Doug Belt's been disappointing, or is it that he's making the call the players just aren't executing? I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I mm-hmm. think injuries to the secondary have have been a part of it as well. But as we all know, what do we hear from players and coaches? When someone goes down, next man next up. Next man up. Okay. Well, next man up a lot of the secondary. Are they being coached up to make the right reads? Or are they not are they going solo on their own and messing up assignments? Whatever. But yesterday was a disaster. It was a cluster bomb. Okay. So Doug Belk is one of the highest paid defense coordinators in what is it? G5, okay? Um, somebody's going to have to pay for this. Whether it's Dana, Doug Belk, someone on staff, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be one of those. We joke about it. Um, Jerry Tarkanian used to say it. The NCAA was so mad at Kentucky that, that they punished Cleveland State. You know, it could be something like that at Houston. Uh, Dana Hogerson is so mad at Doug Belk, he, he fired Andy Inez. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it could be something like that, but that was embar- that was 
And let me read the quote. Let me a couple quotes from Holgerson. I don't understand how he gave, gave up 11 touchdowns. I don't. Never in a million years would I have thought that. It's unacceptable. It's just flat out unacceptable. I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but that's unacceptable. I thought you were going to say, I, I take responsibility. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Right. And then the, the great one. They were clearly ready to play. I would imagine that they've had this one circled for a whole year. And no. what did I say? When you, when you sent me that, what did I say? But question is, why, why didn't why you? Why you? Yes. I mean, Andy, I think Coombs have lost in Dallas four of the last five trips up to Dallas, something like that. I'd have to double check, but I know they they haven't had a lot of success in Dallas. Going, I mean, even going back to the uh, the infamous Tom Herman game, um, right. heading into it. But I mean, all of us knew. Anyone who follows the Cougs, follows the conference, knows that the Mustangs practically as soon as the Big Twelve invited Houston to join, and not SMU. SMU had a point to prove to Houston in any competition. Head-to-head competition. Everybody do that. Plus, SMU's in Dallas. Houston's here. They recruit some of the same talent. So another incentive for SMU to lay whooping on Houston. Dana, what were you expecting them to do other than circle this game on the calendar because they wanted to send you guys to the Big 12 with L? Quote from Coach Lastly. Love this. I don't know when we get to play Houston again, so we wanted to send them back with an L. I knew we would, and we did. End quote. Hmm. So, five and four, three and two in the American, and they might, Cougs might lose at East Carolina. They might. I think, I don't, none of us are surprised that Houston lost at SMU because it kind of early in the season thought there would be a problem, road game in Dallas. And we thought because of all the factors that SMU was, they were hyped for this matchup. They wanted this one bad. That, you know, SMU win, okay, we would, we're not shocked at it. But 77 points scored touchdowns on nine consecutive drives. Who would have thought that? That's disgraceful for Houston. So, so were, there, were there 11 offensive touchdowns? There wasn't like a pick six or anything? Fumble recovery? Block, block, no. Block. No. Wow. I tried. In my mind, I'm thinking like, <laughs> hey, maybe it's a pick six. No. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. but where do they, where do the Cougs go from here? Inmates, wise citizens, Tony M. Where do the Cougs go from here? Because I've seen some fans, some U.S. alums, I mean, like I said, I, I'm convinced that someone on the staff will be tossed under the bus. Okay? I mean, somebody. Doug Belt, somebody will be tossed under the bus. I don't believe it's going to be Dana, even though I think he should be fired. Two ways football is not ready for the Big 12. I mean, come on. Are folks noticing how good and better the teams are in the Big 12 this season than Houston is now? And I'm talking about Kansas. Kansas is bowl eligible. So they're turning, they've turned that football program around. 
Now we'll see if Coach Lampo stays. That might change KU football a little bit. I mean, K-State, other people, Baylor, TCU, TCU might get in the CFP. Yeah. The crews are nowhere near them in football. Nowhere close. So I had three friends who are, are UH alum ask me, well, yesterday, look at the schedule next year, Chris. Big 12 conference schedule for coups. Find me a win. That's what three, three alum. Find me a win. Who will the Cougs beat next year in conference play? I couldn't do it. <laughs> because I have doubts about the direction of this football program. And that was before SMU dropped 77 on the Cougs yesterday. This is not men's basketball. This is, it's a whole nother regime, accountability. It's, it's lacking. You know, last few weeks I was nice, as Tony pointed out, I was nice on Dana and the team because they beat team they're supposed to beat. That doesn't mean I was convinced that Dana was the right man for the job. And SMU just took the coups out to the woodshed. 77 points. Most points allowed in UH football history. Is that correct, Andy? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I had to double check. I, I but... think that's what Duarte said. The most points allowed in UH football history. Man. And Clayton, too, had a he put a up a lot of yards. Got picked yeah. up three times, though. But it put up a lot of yards, threw seven touchdowns, and they still lost 77 to 63. But let's, let's, we'll get your thoughts on this mm-hmm. from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Andy showed me the tweet. With the Astros' success, winning the World Series, World Series champ. UH men basketball season is about to start. The reaction from many UH alums and football fans is like, eh, <laughs> they're apathetic. They're like, eh, we got basketball. <laughs> you know? So it they're they're now many of them, it seems like, are just indifferent to the football program. And this is days after the news about the Longhorns coming to Houston for the conference matchup next year. Man. Apathy is worse than hate. Because if you hate what's going on, you still care. Mm-hmm. If you're indifferent, that's that's a problem. So, Will, what do you think about it? And then we can talk about I've seen complaints about Promotion, marketing, on and on. But just from Ohio, Mr. Big Ten, Mr. Buckeye, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on apathy filtering into the Houston Cougar football program? Hasn't it always been there? Yeah, honestly, yes. Because, you know, I've said it for a long time. they they rather see the opponent rather than the Cougs. So, yeah. I mean, so I, I, as you were talking, I was looking up the AAC's bowl tie-ins, and I'm looking, 
Let's see. The Fenway Bowl in Boston. The Armed Forces Bowl. The Military Bowl. And the Independence Bowl. Okay. Okay. And that's at eight and four. Yeah. But on but on a happy note, Andy do the next live read. On a happy note. Um <laughs> Ooh, we have to uh, segue there, but we do need to give a shout out to our sponsors and five star properties um, who want you to know if your house has fire damage, water damage, or even toxic mold, and you'd like to sell your house as is, visit www.fivestarprops.com. That's F I V E S T A R P R O P S dot com. They're a database company owned by UH alum. Once again, a huge shout out to the five star properties and be sure you can reach them on the number you see on the screen, which is 972-532-SELL. That's 572-532-SELL. Or if you like the number version, that's 7355. That's 972-532-7355. All right. And again, <laughs> if you want to, I asked Coach Kevin Sampson about uh, his thoughts on the Astros winning the World Series. The clip, I talked to him this afternoon after practice. The clip is posted on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. But let's talk some basketball. Well, no, no. I mean, wrap it up. Let's put a bow on it. Andy, what do you think Houston will do? With Thana, the staff, anything. What do you think going to happen? Within the next week? Now to the off season. Now till July first, twenty twenty three. You know, I think I don't think Hogerson's going anywhere. Um and if if someone has to take the fall for the season, I mean Doug Buck would probably be the one, but even then I I I've kind of struggled with it because they just gave him an extension this past off season, which, I mean, to the credit, they had been able to 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 build an identity when it comes to the defense a season ago that just has not been able to to live up to those expectations this season. So, I mean, the scary thing is, honestly, I don't know, Chris. I don't know. I don't know what what they do. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll change around the coaches coaching staff underneath Holgerson, but. Is that is that really enough to be able to to give fans confidence heading into the Big Twelve? I don't think so. And see that that's my answer to what needs to be done. Something needs to be done because as we got comments from King, MH, Tony M, the Cougs, the expectations for the Cougs football team going into the Big Twelve next next season or in, in game in conference play next season are very low already. Right now, they're very low. So I guess that could be good. I mean... There's only one way to go. Yeah. If the Cougs win two games in conference play, hey, that's an an improvement because you thought they'd go winless in conference play. And that they haven't been able to beat a Big 12 opponent going back to 2016 since they beat Oklahoma at NRG Stadium. So if they bring back Dana, if they bring back Doug Bill, if they make minor changes, what incentive will that give fans who are on the fence 
to buy tickets, see the Cougs next year in the Big 12? The incentive won't be to come see the Cougs. The incentive will be to come see the Big 12 opponents, especially if they can get that Texas game at TDCU Stadium. And they should. They, they damn well better get that game at the Credit Union. They, they, they should. If Longhorns don't, whatever. We're going to see you at TDCU. Whatever. <laughs> and Kings, right? Yeah, they're it's probably going to call it a rebuilding year, even though Dana's been saying that for a while. Uh, we're finally, you know, bringing in better players, Will. Got to get better players. That's what he, he said for a while now. So, how long are you going to keep rebuilding, man? Aren't you bringing in better players? You know, yeah, all right. Um, all right. So, are there minor problems with this program? Uh, football program? Yeah. No, I think they're major. I think they're major, major problems. So, minor changes won't cut it. They got to, well, never mind. Yes, they, I agree. They need to make major changes. Yes. Okay. okay. Because Will, Andy, King, Tony M, Wise Citizens, anybody watching us on boy, I'm so happy about our, our sponsor. I forgot to do this this part of it as well. Catching us on Folks Talk Sports on Twitter. People. The president said, What will? We fire folks who go eight and four. They got to win these last three games. Get to eight and four. Ah, don't do it, Andy. Ah, I'm with you. Are you, are you, as, are you at his availability tomorrow? Yeah, I will be. Ah, don't get in trouble. But if there's a way to finesse it, ask him about President Couture's comments about firing people that go eight and four. I'm curious. Don't get in trouble on my account. I'm just curious. I'm oh let, let, let me do it. Let me do it. Some way, somehow. Yeah, somebody. Let me do it. Yeah, don't let get in do trouble, yeah. bro. Don't. don't yeah, I'm don't old, set my ways, and I ain't gonna change. So uh, uh, I'll take it somewhere. I'll, some way, somehow, I'll do it. Um, I would be curious to hear him, her, and and and, and Ad Pesman their response to that statement now. Yeah, don't do it, Andy. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, that just I just says not to do it. So I'll ah, to right, yeah, don't do it. Oh, yeah, I'm not trying to get you hemmed up, man. I'm <laughs> keep the credential. Don't lose it on my account. Will but, just uh, send an email from Ohio. Oh, what you can you, email? What, you send, what? Yeah, you send an email from Ohio. An email where? To uh, Chris Pesman or Dana or President Couture? Just you know. Oh, say less. You inquire. Your inquiring mind wants to know. Wait a minute. Say I'm, a, I'm a colleague, a media representative, member of Folk Talker Sports, and I have a question. <laughs> Just put it like that. Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk offline. Oh, 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 say less. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not even concerned if you say my colleague Chris Gardner says I should contact you. Chris says hi. Is it like that? Chris says hi. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. But wow. it, it's this, see, I'm not sure yeah. how many folks share that sentiment because mm-hmm. I've felt that way for a while. And, you know, I've even seen people talking, questioning Chris Pesman's job uh, performance as AD. You know, what has he done, really? Because getting Q's into the Big 12 was Tillman and President Couture. <laughs> that really wasn't Chris Pesman. But, so there's some. How long has he been there? <clears throat> oh, he came back from Cal. What are we going on? Three, four years, maybe? So uh, what, what was he at Cal? Like a yeah, well, he, he was already the athletic director when I started covering. So he was here at least 
went to the fall 2019. He, he had a similar, similar title at Cal. Very right. similar. Yeah. So, so did he hire, did he hire Kelvin Sampson? No. No. Did he, did he hire Dana Horgerson? Did he? I believe he was the AD, but uh, no, I let think me, so. Let me Dana got, got it um, December or so, right? So can it look it up? But yeah. Okay. 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 Well, you know, and and some would argue that Tillman hired Dana, <laughs> not Chris Pesman. So right. you know, right. and that's why Dana's still here because Tillman, Dana is Tillman's guy. Okay. But. Getting back to it. Let me do it. I like doing this. I like segueing into our yeah, um, but just, just to answer your question, um, he was already the vice president for athletics when they announced that Dana Hogerson has become, I found the original news release. Dana Hogerson has been named the 15th head coach in Houston football history. Vice president for athletics, Chris Pesman, announced on Wednesday. Okay. January okay. 2, 2019. All right. So, so yeah, he wasn't. President was not, a, you know, he came back to Houston not too long before that, that move. Probably one of his first big moves, decisions as the okay. vice president of athletics. Okay. As we segue, thanks to our, our sponsor for college basketball season. We're going to talk college hoops right after this. But if your house has fire damage, water damage, or even toxic mold, and you'd like to sell as is, visit fivestarprops.com. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-P-R-O-P-S dot com. They are a Dallas-based company owned by a UH alum. Cougs helping Cougs. We love it. Y'all should love it. So, all right. Will? Chris, mm-hmm. before, you need, to, you need to take time to shout out your own channel. Tell people who might be new to go subscribe. Thank you, sir. See, I'm, I'm poor about that. I, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm a great marketer. Yes, but by all means, subscribe to the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. I've been busy the last few days. I post, I got comments from Rice men's basketball post game on Wednesday and then Rice women's basketball game yesterday. I got to toss in a comment. <laughs> you guys might love it. Uh, but from coach Lindsay Edmonds, women's hoops, Caitlin Cross, Crossweight, and Maya I don't want to butcher Maya's last name. So Maya, I'll learn to pronounce your name soon. But Maya can hoop. Maya was a four for four from three point range, uh, yesterday. Maya, B-O-K-U-N-E-W-I-C-Z. Bokunowitz. Or Bokunowitz. I'm going to learn that because I'll be there Thursday. It's going to be a double hitter at Tudor Fieldhouse when the men play at St. Thomas first and then Rice men play. Stephen Austin, that should be a game that could have early NTA tournament at large possibilities already. How about that? But comments from, from those two programs, Rice, men, Rice, women, Coach Kevin Sampson, Dewan Roberts are on there as well. Coach Huey, Layla Blair, all those comments are on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel. And I got some comments from Minnesota head coach Chris Finch talking about the Rockets and their turnovers. That's also on the Houston Brown Bar View YouTube channel, and I might have found a way to get comments from Rockets opponents for road games. So look for that going forward, possibly. Rockets play Orlando tomorrow. <coughs> Jabari Smith and Paolo Banquero. Paolo. 
Hopefully, Jabari's healthy enough over his illness to play in that matchup. But no, I saw him in Cleveland. Paolo. He's legit. Is he the next coming of Carmelo? I'll say this. He, he's not as advertised. I'll say that. He's not as advertised. And he's, he even brings up the ball sometimes, I saw. Orlando. Goes, I was trying. I, I set that up on purpose. He's bad. Yeah, Orlando. They go big. You know, yeah, Wendell Moore, Bol Bol, Paolo. They got size all over the place. Yeah, 29-8-4 against Cleveland. Cleveland won easily. But, yeah. Yeah, oh, man, I'm sitting there like, okay, this, this, this. Yeah. He, I almost want to say he's him. Almost. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 he, he, he's not because at some point you got to win. So exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll see about all those things going forward. But let me be clear. Paulo has, has always had a skill set. One of my issues with him at Duke his freshman year was far too often he did not feel like he was the man. You the best player on the floor? Show it. Okay, don't just go through the motions, him and on, you know. If, if you're the baddest dude on the court, let's see it. He started to do that with Landa. You know, but how much of that was K? No. So his okay. last year, Coach K didn't really care. You know, he, I think he was pretty much, well, let me get my swag and <laughs> keep it moving. You know. But Paul's got great skills. And it's it's interesting how some folks real quickly, Will, what, been five, six months, are saying that, see, Paul should have gone first. Jabari, you know, it was justified. What was the reaction when Paul went first on draft Shock. night? Shock. Yet folks seemed like, well, that didn't happen. The hell it didn't happen. It was shock that Orlando picked Paolo first, not Jabari Smith. Everybody expected Jabari to go one. Now you see Jabari struggle early. Paolo shine. Well, you see, Paolo should have been. Oh, okay, what up? What up? Andy, tomorrow, November 7th, inside the Fertitta Center, the Houston Cougars men's basketball team, excuse me, the third-ranked Houston Cougars men's basketball team, opens up against Northern Colorado from the big sky. Northern Colorado has a former Rice Islander on their squad, Riley Abercrombie, 6'9". Northern Colorado's got a big team. They're, they're a tall team. They got like six guys, 6'7 six, and up. 6'7, 6'9, 6'9, 7'1. And they got three good guards, one of whom was all uh, preseason big sky. Coming into this season, I asked Coach Sampson for his comments as one of my traditions to ask him about the opponent. Here's a clip from Coach Kevin Sampson. On Northern Colorado. Let's do watch for Northern Colorado. Well, they returned their leading uh, uh, score. Um, they had a kid that made 89 threes last year. Uh, Johnson kid, Johnson kid, the Kuntz kid, and the Connect kid. They're, they're three backcourt starters. Um, are, are there three leading scores? Or, We've got good size on the front line. I got a seven footer, six nine kid, um, six eleven kid that comes off the bench. Um, good offensive team, uh, good coach. You got a good plan. You can tell what they're trying to do. Um, um, let's know the first first game. We'll have we'll put our scout report together. Figure out how we um, want to guard them. And um, see what happens. And 
I was at practice this evening. We we don't get to see it. <clears throat> I could hear it, <laughs> you know, so I could I could hear uh, some of the, the plans, the scouting report, you know, being put displayed on the court. So I couldn't see it. I could not write it down on the board. But I know what I heard. So that's kind of a new twist. Andy, I don't remember us really getting that kind of access last season, but one of the perks of mm. uh, kind of behind COVID and, and being the third ranked team in the country. <laughs> so yeah. but, they've been practicing, or, and I don't know before, because I really got to cover them for 2019 20 and right before COVID hit. And then after that, obviously, it was all Zooms the season after that uh, due to COVID. So, but I feel like they've been practicing much more in Partita Center at least yes. once a week, um, mm-hmm. which is a uh, very different compared to when they do with Gavi Lewis. Because when they practice in Gavi Lewis, we can't hear anything unless, um, I mean, you really can't hear anything. So, I'm not sure, you know, maybe Coach Sampson has wanted. The shift, the change in practices on Petita Center Court more. It's good for us, so we like it. So once again, go to the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel to hear Coach Sampson's thoughts on the Astros winning the 2022 World Series. He told me, gave me comments this evening after practice. So check that out. And one more time, do the live read, and then we're going to talk more about the start of college basketball season. Yay! You're muted, man. You're muted. Hold up. I need to adjust my audio because I think... No, it's good. good I have no idea how I got muted. Yeah, so I I got too excited when it comes to the ad reads because um, we're just that excited to partner with Five Star Properties who want you to know if you have inherited a property and don't want to be a a landlord, uh, be sure to visit www.fivestarprops.com. That's F. I B E S T A R P R O P S dot com. They are a Dallas based company owned by a UH alum who want to buy your property as is once again, that's five star properties. If you'd rather give them a call, be sure to do it at their phone number, which is 972-532-SELL or you prefer the digits. That's 972-532-7355. Well, who did the, who did the Buckeye, oops, I got you. Who did the Buckeyes open the season against? Uh, tomorrow, Robert Morris. All right. Uh, let's see. Local teams here in town. I know of TSU men play at San Francisco tomorrow. UH women are at Louisiana. The Rockets are at Orlando. TSU women are up in Arlington playing UTA. Of course, UH men host Northern Colorado. And Rice men are on the road at Pepperdine. So Rice men are at nine. TSU men are at nine. Rich women are at five. Rockets are like 6.15. TSU women, seven o'clock. And of course, UH Cougs, also seven o'clock. That game inside Fertitta Center on ESPN+. Plus. I think UH women's game is also on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I think Rice game might be on CUSA TV or... Um, the West Coast Commerce Network, I think. But basketball is here. College Hoops is here, which means we're getting closer to the 2023 Men's Final Four in H-Town. Will, are you going to come visit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, first and second round game. Or, I'm sorry, I apologize. Second and third round games oh, yes. here in Columbus. 
So yeah, I'll, I'll come down. Yeah, for sure. And the Houston local organizing committee had a meeting, and the men's basketball committee was in town for a site visit on Tuesday this week. But there was a launch for volunteers had a kickoff program for volunteers to sign up for the men's final four events to help out be a driver do little things but you get a nice swag bag you get comp tickets to the fan fest so there's a link to that on my website at houstonroundbarview.com or zhrr.com andy is there a line on tomorrow's coups northern colorado game uh give me a second to pull it up i'm sure there is by now because you know what I'm going to ask you, Andy, if there's a line. <laughs> there are. Oh, but these are championship odds. <clears throat> I can give you the championship odds. Houston has the third best odds um, to win a national championship prior to the season. But let me see if I can get specific games. No worries. Will, give me your thoughts on what the Buckeyes football team did yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's November. It was a combination of... Um, 21-7 win at Northwestern. Uh, they look bad. However, um, I can explain away a lot of that badness. If that makes sense. Um, 11 a.m. start. So, local start. Um, there were 50-mile-per-hour winds, and the rain was coming down sideways. And Northwestern was 1-7. Mm -hmm. So, they slept, walked through the first half. Thinking, mm -hmm. uh, that's Northwestern. And Northwestern, it was their... It was their college football playoff game. Sure. They got up to the point that the score was 7-7 at the half and Northwestern's quarterback was running off the field, hiking up the student fan section at halftime. Tied 7-7. Yeah. And so, Ohio State, you know, they, they took took a half to get it together and, and they came out in the second half and uh, put two touchdowns on the board and, you know, they got out of there with a win. So now they come home to uh, face Indiana at noon Eastern on Saturday. And, uh, you know, when, the when team up north is on the 27th. That's, that's what I wanted to know, yes. Yep. That was my next question. When, when is that yep. game? Uh, November 26th. I'm sorry. I said 27th. November 26th. Okay, so after Thanksgiving. Yes. So Thanksgiving weekend. Yep. All right. I'm, gonna look, I'm looking forward to your comments and thoughts previewing that matchup, previewing oh, sure. and recapping. That matchup right there, because that should be that's gonna be a big one. Yes, it's gonna have a lot of it's, the hatred is already there, but it's gonna have a lot of importance on the playoffs. If they come, I have, I have the ads. I have those odds. Um, if we're still interested, in yes. Going to that, so Houston, I want to know what you're, you're going to do, sir. <laughs> Houston is favored. Uh, they're twenty-one point favorites to open the season at home against the Northern Colorado Bears, and. Your thoughts, sir? And my thoughts yes. are, I'll take the, I'll take the over. So you're saying the Cougs will cover the 21? I do. What is that a guarantee? Uh, last, you know what? I'll guarantee it. Why not? Guarantee. No, All right. I am reminded of how last season's opener happened and it went to overtime, and it was much. Uh, much more closer than anyone expected, but um, I guarantee it. Guarantee! Okay, as we wind down these final moments, I want to get your thoughts on this as well as people 
watching us on Folk Talk Sports on Twitter, as well as on the Houston Roundball Review YouTube channel. Rumors. The Gonzaga Bulldogs are in discussions to join the Big 12 in all sports, apparently. Make it make it make sense, Andy. Outside of basketball, what financial benefit is it to the Big Twelve? Uh, outside of basketball, I mean, their market getting closer to that coast to coast, um, that coast to coast goal that Brett Yormark wants. That's really the only thing I can think of outside of the basketball program. But, Will, Andy, don't you, or do you think that another team needs to be coming with Gonzaga? Because as my colleague, and as you guys know, when you think about it, my colleague, Denitra Pulliams, mentioned in our conversation on Friday, she knows her stuff, man. Um, watch that interview that I did with her on Friday on my YouTube, my YouTube channel. Spokane to Orlando is a long way. Mm-hmm. For, for volleyball or anything. <laughs> so what, what is it? What, what financially for a Big 12? Cause this is basketball. It's not football. It's not like the Zags have a football program. Okay. Obviously I know Gonzaga men's hoops is national. I mean, no, that's obvious. Even Gonzaga women's hoops. Is legit, a legit program. But college football, football makes college sports go round. So, Mr. Gibson, mm-hmm. make it make sense to me. I, I, to, I hate to say it like this, but he, he has to deli- he has to deliver on promises. He made these promises. He hasn't break your that, mark. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so. The only way I can make it make sense is I have to do something. I've said, I've made, I've, I've put myself out there. Yes, Gonzaga basketball. Yes, yes, absolutely. But as you said, men's volleyball, men's track. Right. I don't know if there's wrestling. I don't, I don't know. But mm-hmm. what Olympic else is sports. there? Olympic sports. Right. Olympic sports. Olympic sports. What else is there? What, what, what's the draw? What's the attraction? That's the only way I can make it make sense is he 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 grabbed what was available, which now that I think about it, if you were going to Spokane, Washington, how far is Seattle, Washington? Thank you. There now see that we're going. That I'll gonna be my next question. What if he's trying to bring both of them? Yeah. So the Huskies. That that yeah. Because as, as I talked, I kept thinking well, if you're going to Spokane, how how close is Seattle? Bigger market? Yes. I mean, see, that, that makes sense. And it was interesting to me how different media outlets broke the story like within an hour. Pete Thamel, Dana O'Neill, Dennis Dodd. Sources tell us that the Big 12 is in talks with Gonzaga about Zag joining the Big 12. So that means they have the same source. <laughs> okay. Because I mean, truly, like within the hour, we're confirming Pete Thamel's report. Yes, we had it first. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. We've also heard that. And Zaga's, oh, blah, 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 blah. 
but it'd be an odd number of teams in the conference. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's, it could be still be done because I think the ACC has an odd number. But I'm still thinking, who, what other team are they going to bring in? Are they going to consider? Are they considering someone else? And that team has to be a football program because money-wise, I love college basketball. I love basketball. But money-wise, the Zags, ESPN am not going to pay up, make up the difference for Gonzaga basketball. Fox is not going to make up the difference for, you know. So <clears throat> from a basketball competitive standpoint, it'd be great. I'd be good with it if the Zags just doing for basketball. Men's and women's basketball. And then the rest of their sports, the WCC. <laughs> you know, because because that's hoops. That would add to this uh, an, uh, hell of a basketball conference. It'd be yep. competitive and, I mean, just brutal competition. You might beat up on each other every year kind of thing. But I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop on this. There might be more to this story. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm kind of curious, and I'm going to do one last thank you to our, our new sponsor, Five Star Properties here at the top of the hour. This show is sponsored by Five Star Properties, a Dallas-based company owned by a UH alum, Cougs Helping Cougs. If you're facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972. And you got controls, man. Help, help, help a man out. You got the controls. Too. Oh. Yeah. The... Here we go. Got it. There we go. If you're facing foreclosure or need to sell your house as is for cash, call 972-532-SELL. One more time, 972-532-SELL. That is 972-532-7355. Or visit their website at 5starprops.com. That's F-I-V-E-S. T A R E R O E S dot com. So I'm kind of anxious to see how it all plays out with the Zags and the Big 12. I'm waiting for the Pac 12. Oh, I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. And feel free to comment to it as well as we're watching on YouTube. What's, what, what were your, your thoughts, reactions? Of Bill Walton and his letter, Mr. Gibson, to shame on UCLA. Uh, it's only for money. Uh, UCLA going to the Big Ten. Shame on UCLA. I don't, I'm against it. I don't like it. I've only spoken to certain people, but I, as a proud UCLA alum, am not in favor of the Bruins going to the Big Ten. He's clearly been a decision maker. And he's clearly not a influential alone because we wouldn't be hearing about this letter uh, five months after the decision was made. Yep. Why and I, with all due respect, mm -hmm. let me say that. I'm not blasting Bill Walton, but okay. The timing of the letter is interesting. Um, uh, and what were your thoughts on it? What, what was your reaction? 
Uh huh. No, like Will said, it it certainly um, highlights how really he's not much in terms of uh, a stakeholder when it comes to the the decisions being made in the back. And to be quite honest, it, it I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, the meme that sometimes come across the a Twitter across the interwebs, but it's of the Simpsons and it's of Abe Simpson, and it's a screenshot of a newspaper and it's um, him yelling at the clouds. Um, I don't know. It's much ado about nothing, especially like you guys mentioned. Um, so far out from the actual decision in and of itself that it has been announced. I mean, it is what it is at this point. UCLA and USC—they're heading to the Big Ten. There's, there's nothing much more that anyone can do about it, in but, my opinion. But Andy, the UC Board of Regents is supposed to meet. Was is it like this week? Right, I think. And like they're gonna announce. It. So you said, like, no, you can't go. Yeah, okay. Anyway, on, on on that note, we've covered a lot of topics. Like I said, the Astros won the World Series. Houston coach, Houston Cougars head coach Kevin Sampson his, shares his thoughts on the YouTube channel, Houston Round Bar Review channel. Check it out. You'll enjoy it if you're an Astros fan or a Cougs fan. Cougs men's team opens their season. Monday, November 7th, at home at 7 p.m. versus Northern Colorado. Be there. Game should be a sellout, but I'm kind of curious to see how many of those gray seats will have people in them at tip-off rather than milling around in the lounge enjoying a beverage. So that's starting. All the local teams are playing in college. I think most of them are. Rockets as well. Jabari and Paolo. Tomorrow in Orlando, tip around 6.15, 6.30. We'll be at Fertitta Center. Andy and I will be there watching on our laptops the Houston women at Louisiana because that tip-off is at 5. So that game should end right in time for the men's game to begin. Will, what did the Browns do today? They won 4,080 to nothing. No, this is their buy. This is their buy. Hmm. Well, they didn't lose. Yep. <laughs> so three more games till Deshaun. December fourth, the Deshaun Watson Welcome Home Tour in NRG Stadium. So well, there we go. Well, oh yeah, that's a good point. Andy, will you be at the Astros parade tomorrow? I'm not sure, Chris. <laughs> we'll see. See, he's trying. He's fighting. He's fighting a sickness, and so don't go to the parade. Maybe just want to get those germs and spread them all over everybody else, man. <laughs> Be responsible, man. Stay at home. Uh, okay. Willie Gibson, you're up first, sir. How can folks follow you and, and, uh, interact with you on social media? Thank you, Chris. You can interact with me on Twitter and Instagram or the gram, as Andy has educated me, <laughs> at Will Gibson7, um, Facebook at Will Knows. And, uh, I'll, I'll announce this here. I haven't even told you guys this yet, but, uh, I said this week on Thursday, uh, cast my first votes for the semifinalists for the Maxwell and Belindicoff awards. So I'm now a voter for both the Maxwell and Belindicoff or Ben Merrick awards. See, they might snatch my vote, my vote for mispronouncing and misspeaking. Maxwell and Ben Merrick awards. Congrats, national. So we got national voters, voters of national awards, part of Folk Talk of Sports here. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Young Mr. Yannis, one of the hardest people in sports business. How can folks 
interact with you, sir, on social media? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Aeon is underscore five. I have to showcase the hardware one more time. Um, but um, the other thing that is going to be, uh, I don't know if we could say tipping off, but we'll be debuting tomorrow, be Electric Foods after men's basketball show, which uh, we have been able to secure more sponsors for that. Um, and even if we are pigeonholed in certain ways or restricted in how we can do stuff, the show will go on regardless. And uh, we will continue to cover uh, the men's basketball team and uh, well, the remainder of the football team, whatever happens there. But obviously, we'll be talking all things Houston, Northern Colorado tomorrow. The first game of what could be an exciting, what could potentially be a historic season for the Houston Cougars men's basketball team. So obviously, that's going to be the number one thing. And also be sure to, like I said, follow me on Twitter at Aonis underscore five. There'll be plenty of work as the year, as the season progresses on the men's basketball team, even as the football team wraps up its season for gallery sports. And I'll continue to have my weekly um, stuff going on for sports map Houston as well. Um, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't able to get to the stadium yet, but to be able to have something about a world series of your home team, that's, that's pretty awesome. That I'm never going to lose sight of, um, to have my name on covering the world series coverage is pretty awesome. So once again, good job for the Houston Astros on clinching their second commissioner's trophy in since 2017, second, um, in franchise history. So a lot of excitement, a lot of excitement in the city of Houston. And I'm Chris Gardner. Want to, I'm not sure how to pronounce the, uh, the nickname, but CCXN. Got to stand with some of those across country. But thank you for, <laughs> for the kind words. Love this show. We appreciate your support. Thank you for watching. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe to the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel for this show. So a lot going on today. We try to cover a lot of different things. The Astros win the World Series. UH football giving up 77 points to SMU. What's going to happen there? Um, the start of college basketball season. Follow us. Follow me on Twitter. Follow go to the Houston Round Bar Review website. Follow me here on Twitter at VHR Review. Also, the Twitter account for this show, Folks Talking Sports, is Folks Talk Sports right here. But it's my time of year, college basketball season. I got a few other things in the fire related to college basketball trying to work on, get happening. The next Rockets postgame show will probably be Wednesday. Rockets at Toronto because tomorrow the Cougs start the season, so I'll be doing Cougs stuff tomorrow evening. But just thank you very much for your time, your patience, and your consideration, and, and all these great things. A lot of good things going on. So thank you, as always, for, for everything. It's been a lot of fun today. Talked about a lot. King, Tony M, MH, everybody. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your time. If you're going to go to the Astros parade, enjoy it. Have fun. Make sure be you bring a lot of careful. water because it is going to be hot. Yes. Drink plenty of water, not adult beverages, water. So until tomorrow, let's raise kooks. Take care. Peace.